0: Check this out. I can hear that a on Check, bottom. check, check, yeah. check this out.
1: Do you want this extra one?
0: Yeah, go ahead X and pull it.
2: Is that our new, um, what do you call that? Intro? Intro song? Ooh, that could be one of those, like an ad. Check, check, out, you know, and then it could be like,
1: my donuts. I love it.
0: If we could get like a choreograph step. Check, check, check. And then you come in with
3: this out. We should involve a whole drum line, too.
0: Do you know a drum line?
3: No.
2: <sighs> Did you like the... So, fun fact. Um, because of our co-host, Steve here, has a strong dislike for apple fritters, um, team members now send us pictures of apple fritters. So, we just had a team member email us a picture from her vacation of this amazing apple fritter she had, which I was personally very excited about, and... Um, but I forgot why I was saying that. It was so good, too.
0: I printed it out and... You uh, did not. And then circled it in red and put a big X over it. And then I put it on my cubicle so that people know...
2: Oh, my God. I hope she listens to this and hears away. how mean you are. But it's like the apple fritter debate. She
0: started Dog it. She knows, she knows.
2: Apple. Well, yeah, but you didn't think it looked... Like, it was like the size of probably you your head. You could tell,
0: head. like, the fruit was sticking out of it. Ugh.
2: Yeah, yay, that's the point of an apple fritter. It's not an apple fritter without the fruit. Here and there.
0: I was also going to tell you that I broke the donut mug that you gave me last year. It yeah. fell out of my cabinet uh, while I was opening Why it. Why was
2: it in your cabinet? Why were you not actively using it? You broke it? That was a gift.
3: I was a witness. I was there. It did Big meanie?
0: And was I happy about it? No. No, I was devastated.
3: Was he devastated? Yes. He said, Cooper is going to be mad at me.
0: You're not mad at me, right? (laughs) Her face says otherwise (laughs) right now. I kept it. I just can't drink out of it. It's not functional anymore. All right. So we got a couple new faces uh, with us today. Nicole, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah. So I'm Nicole Frederick. I am the branch manager for the Chippewa Falls South office. I have been with Royal Credit Union for coming up almost on eight years um, I started as a teller. Um, fun fact is that I worked my way through like the teller, the MAR1, the MAR2, the MAR3. And when I became the branch manager, I actually was the branch manager for the Chippewa Falls Hub. So I had both the downtown branch and the Chippewa Falls South Woodward branch at the same time.
0: And Alexis is filling in as, as a co-host this week. Alexis, what do you do for Royal Credit Union?
1: Yes, I am Royal's marketing
3: content coordinator I did actually start in the branch, so I was a member account representative, like Nicole was, so I was at our Oakler South branch, and I've been with Royal for two years
0: now. Look at all these team members move up to the ranks. So with Nicole being a manager of our branch, we kind of wanted to bring her in to talk about what is the value today for our members to, to have all these uh, Royal offices? Members
1: still, to this day, they want to talk to somebody in person, you know, and I think that that's the value is that, You create stronger relationships when you have that in-person conversation, that ability to be able to read like what I'm telling you, like, did you understand that? Did you not understand that? Do you still have, you know, confusion of what's happening or, you know, what your accounts mean for you too? But I think that value in person is never going to go away and branches us being able to kind of put the... The branch is still on that, like, pedestal of we're still going to put, you know, money into it. We're still going to put value towards these branches. That's why we've done remodels. We've done, you know, new builds. It's it's to make sure our members have a safe place to go.
0: You know, with digital nowadays, you can do a lot with the Royal Mobile app. You can do a lot with online banking, depositing checks, transferring money. money. What what kinds of things do people still come into the office for?
1: deposits, withdrawals, check cashing, everything that you do digital, we still have members that like to do it in person. Um, even if we have those conversations with them, you know one or two times of do you know we have these options? They're like, yeah, I still want to come see you guys. You know there's some people that will come in and they'll they'll work with the same team member every time because that's their person. That's their their banker. And they'll come in and just to work with that person and they don't care if there's a digital option. they might use it for some things, but they'll come in for that specifically. Steve, are you going to ask her about the donut she
2: picked?
0: I was going to let you do that right now. <laughs> you are so considerate. <laughs> Nicole. Yeah.
2: So what our actual topic is today is just talking about branches, right? And all the kind of fun stuff with that. But there's usually, you know, a donut that kind of goes with the topic
1: because money donuts. Did Did you have a donut? I have a donut for the branches, and I think that it is um, like a long john mm-hmm. with white frosting and colorful sprinkles on it. Because I think, like, your, your capture of it is, like, yes, you have, like, this kind of, like, plain one, but you've got all of these different types of team members that all have, like, very different aspects that they bring to the branches. I love when people come
2: up with their donuts because they're just really good at it. Like, that was a great that was a perfect. That was so good. Thank you. I appreciate you, that. You agree if, as a previous
3: branch team member? Yeah, and I'm also interested that you call them sprinkles instead of jimmies because that's kind of a hot topic. What the heck are jimmies? Sprinkles. Never heard it. I'm team sprinkles. Is
0: that jimmies?
3: Yeah. What are jimmies? You guys have never heard that before? No. When? Where is this the hot topic? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: right In Alexis's here. world. Right here at this table. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna say it's not because I do any do you call them
3: Jimmies? Do you do you call them Jimmies? I'm I'm Team Sprinkles all the way. Oh. Who calls them Jimmies? Yeah, where did that come from? I know it's a big thing in the south and like the east coast, I'm pretty sure. The south for sure.
1: That's like in the topics of like, like, like bubblers like, versus yeah you know, waterfall water or like fountains.
3: Pop versus soda. What yeah. are they
2: Okay, so fun fact. I just did a golf outing and we created a new word and the new word is Jeff but the word means just fantastic.
0: That's Jeff.
2: Yeah, that's so Jeff. Right? That's also the same golf
1: outing that you got real sunburned Um, at. It looks like I'm still sunburned. <laughs> I mean, we talk about branch relevance. Like, we just went to a conference for credit unions. That's where it came from. It's true. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is Wisconsin Credit Union League Conference. Yeah. Sorry. What kind of
0: things were, did you guys talk about there?
1: Um, we actually did talk a lot about, like, branch relevance creating relationships with your members how to wow them versus giving the, like the pow to them and we had some really great like keynote speakers that were there and then we talked a lot about um the digital part of things too depending on like what breakout session you went to we kind of split those breakout sessions of like member experience or digital engagement It was actually honestly
2: a really good tie-in to this podcast now that I think about it because you know it was that focus of yeah, you know, we want to have these digital options. Like we want to make it easy for members to deposit a check if they can't make it to the branch or, you know, to transfer money on their own or to open another account quickly online. But it's still really important that we create that value for them. Like we want you to come in and sit down in our office. You know, like I know when I tell her, that's the best part of my day. When you come in just to sit in the lobby and have a cup of coffee and we get to chat about, you know, whatever the kids are up to or that vacation you just want went on when you know the snowbirds are coming back like that kind of fun stuff so that was really yeah yeah i didn't realize until right now but totally tied into this
0: i got what uh what is the, like some of the major questions that members are coming in like over and over again the type of stuff that you guys keep repeating in person well
1: the hot topic right now is rates those uh. are what CD rates are you, do you have right now, and why did they change, and why is it a six month now? It's a twelve month, and so a lot of those type of questions that we're kind of fielding and and figuring out for them, like how do they get the best bang for their buck, but also how do they keep it liquid if they need some cash that are there too. That's pretty hot right now, and then also just fraud. I mean, thankfully the fraud texts that we've had a lot lately with the links in there, those have kind of decreased, but that's a lot of you know debit account fraud or just fraud transactions, we got to print off new debit cards. I mean, sometimes we could go, I mean, you were from Eau Claire South, so I'm sure you understood too, but when you have a busier branch, sometimes you can go through like 20 cards in a day just printing off new ones for members that maybe some of them are new members, but most of them are just lost my card, had fraud on it, my dog ate it. Do we charge people for when they need a new card? We do not charge for that. Wow. No, I mean, there is some instances if you are a repeat fraud and it's more on your end not being careful with it we might turn that off or we might say like you can only have you know one or two a year but it's very far in view between of when we do that that's awesome some financials charge for that so some charge like five ten dollars every time yeah we're actually we're doing a deposit kind of relook at some of these things and some of the financials that we look at do have a lot of fees associated with their accounts and getting new debit cards they might have like oh it's free for the first one and then if you need to get another one then then you gotta charge
0: Back to that the rates for a second. It's that's interesting because you could probably find our rates on our website, but it's also coming in and having those conversations and looking at the account and it is that like trusted advisor of somebody that you can talk to and figure stuff out with. Yeah, they want to know
1: how much they're going to do there. Like, if I'm going to put, you know, $10,000 in a CD, how much is that going to make for me? So that's us using, you know, our tools and resources in our system of let's calculate this for you. And, you know, Royal does compounded rates that are daily and they're applied monthly. So not all financials have the same tools in that sense, too. So they want to make sure that that's, you know, what is the APR versus the APY and what does that mean for them? That's awesome. I know we tell people like, I don't know, we did the
2: great episode on certificates, but um we talk a lot about like <laughs> hey, I'm I'm looking, I just convinced my mom to do a certificate.
1: So I know. Hey, I that's know. a trusted advisor role for you know family.
2: Right. Well, it it's true. We were actually having a really good conversation about finances and she um received some money and so she was trying to figure out like what's the best way for her to, you know, benefit from it. Um, Not having anything she really needs to pay off. So it was a good conversation. But I think, you know, that's a special thing of the branch too, though. Like, yes, you can go online and get that certificate calculator. Yeah, you can go and, you know, y- you can figure it out all on your own. But, like, it feels better knowing you have us to be able to do that, you know. And that's the best part of, I would say, branch is, like, we get to be that calculator for you. We get to help you think of those options you don't always think about. And
1: And a lot of members are visual people. They don't want to look at it online and have to reference back to online. They want the printouts that we do in the branches. They want us to mark it up. They want us to circle it. They want us to have our card with them with it and say, all right, here's the rates. Go talk to your spouse. Go talk to whoever you want to go talk to. If you want to go talk to your financial advisor, your tax advisor, then here's my card. Call me when you want to do that.
2: What else do you wish members knew?
1: I wish they knew that we are there to do nothing but help them. You know, I think sometimes members can come in a little hot and a little frustrated and they might have gotten, you know, passed around in other departments or not gotten the clear answer that they want. And so when we're here with them, we're sitting down with them, you know, we just want them to know like we're here to service them. We are those like servant, you know, we talk about servant leadership a lot, but our team members are also like servant team members for our members. And, you know, I think that. There is so much more we have to offer at RCU than just deposits and withdrawals and ch- cashing your checks and um, you know we bring in other departments a lot into our branch meetings so we can kind of create those relationships with other departments like our investment and insurance team, our mortgage services, our business loans that we're so much more than just a uh, transactional for them that we can be their full service financials. You know I wish that they knew a little bit more of what we had to offer versus spending three hours with us in a in a you know opening up new accounts to tell them here's all the things we have to offer yeah you know I think that they, I wish they knew a little bit more of what we had to offer by utilizing some of our digital online stuff that kind of tells them what they have but you know I think that's the biggest thing for me is that we're just here to help them we're not here to charge them those you know punitive fees that's the best thing I think that royal has is we don't have those punitive fees so when people come in they're like oh I need an official check or I need a notary and you know these things how much is it going to cost me Nothing. It, we make their date when they when we tell them that. So I wish they knew a little bit more of those options. Are there, like, two or three top services Royal has
2: that people don't utilize, but, like, light bulb goes off when you tell them about that? Like, I don't know. Like, I know, like, when check deposit first came out, like, that was, like, I'd be like, oh, my God, you can take this check and do it on your phone. And people are
3: like, what? You know, that was a big one. I don't know if there's anything like that now. I think a really awesome feature that not a lot of members utilize is being able to check their credit score in in our mobile app, in their online banking. Um, I mean, Royal is here to serve members exactly like you said and to help them. And we truly are our members' financial partners, no matter what financial situation, whether they want to, you know, just increase the amount in their savings account, if they want to... If they want to set a goal to save up money to buy a car to, to afford that down payment, even if it's just to better manage the expenses coming out of their, you know, checking account, we want to be involved in that. We want to be able to guide them through that and being able to stay on top of your credit score just to gauge your financial health, to know exactly the steps and the steps that we will help you take to to get it to like a really healthy spot. I think that is something really awesome that we offer to our members in online banking.
1: Yeah. I would say too, like cross-member transfers are one that members don't really know about that super, super nice. Then you can set up like automatic transfers through cross-member transfer. Um, You know, a lot of people do that for like their landlords and it's just a lot of different options that we offer for being able to transfer money. Um, I wish they knew more about like the alerts that you could set up in online banking. Those are one things that we kind of, it is that aha moment of, you know, oh, I don't know my checking account went negative. Well, we have... How many members we're not going to be able to call every single time somebody's checking account drops negative, but we can give you the tools and resources that you can figure that out yourself. So if your account drops negative, you can get that text message. If something happens out of your account that's greater than twenty dollars, send me a text message. I mean, before I was a branch manager and I was salaried, I wanted to know what my paychecks looked like, so I would set up that you know transfer that alert of every time I got a deposit more than ten dollars, let me know what I got. You know that way you knew it was in your account. You could do it on. You know, Friday is every single Friday. Send me my balance amount just so I know where I'm sitting before I go into the weekend. Yep. You know, those are some of those aha moments that when you kind of show members what it looks like, they're like, man, this could have helped me last couple of years. Yep. Those
2: are, I use alerts and stuff like that all the time for on Thursdays when I get paid to let me know my paycheck went in there because mm-hmm. it's never happened here. But some places have had it where their payroll doesn't go in, you know, and like to be able to know that right away before everything starts coming out automatically can be a really, you know, a game changer for you too,
3: so. And everybody's financial journey situation looks different and our real-time alerts are customizable from like the dollar amount that you get notified, the frequency at which you get notified, even the way you receive those notifications too, like you mentioned text message. If you prefer to get an email, they can come via email. You can get them as a push notification on your phone. So very customizable.
0: I think that is the perfect illustration of what you guys are talking about is that those digital products, but coming into the office and having those conversations saying, Hey, we do have these tools available for you. Like let's work like we're here for you, but we're also, we can give you some things to help you every day in your life. So that's super cool.
1: Yeah. It's a good pairing. It's a, it's that education piece of what makes the branch team members so great is that they are the educators for our team, for our members. They, and I, it's a, saying that I always say for my branch team members are like, you don't know what you don't know. So you have to do your due diligence. You have to make sure that you are coaching your members how to make their money work harder for them, how to make things simpler for them, how to make their life easier and not having their financial be the burden, but having it be that successful point for them. Mm -hmm. Nobody's born
2: with financial knowledge. You know, it's all something that we learn. It's something we've all learned even working in finance.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's it's based off your upbringing too. Yeah, 100%. You know, I'm very grateful that I had a great upbringing of somebody who worked in a financial industry who taught me right, but my husband was not the same way. So I did a lot of financial counseling for him. And then, you know, now he works in the financial industry himself too, but, you know, our members don't have that background and they might've had it where they their parents struggled to put food on the table for them. So then how do they flip that? How do they have, you know, goals for saving that, Is different than how they were raised you know and maybe they didn't know like hey did you know you could do payroll deductions did you know that every single time your payroll hits your account we could immediately pull it out of there and you don't have to worry about that you hardly even see it and then we could you know hide a savings account for you in your online banking you don't know that that savings is is building for you but then something happens and all of a sudden you're like you got two grand sitting in an account you forgot about you know I think of that of like our 401k as we get money put into a 401k from you know royal credit union but I don't ever count that as part of, you know, my asset, you know, so it's like try to do that same thing for the members and like a secondary savings account. And, you know, then you kind of start talking about the goals that team members have and services per new member is one of those goals. And it's really to make our members sticky members and, and full service them opening up a secondary savings is one of our like go to is of what's your, What's your goal you're trying to save for? Do you have a car? Do you have a house? Like, what are you trying to save for, for your financial goals? And that's where a lot of times like, all right, payroll deduction. Here you go. Hide that savings. Let's build it.
0: I was just going to say, when your, when your husband leaves in the morning, do you say, I taught you everything you know?
1: Um, He works from home. So I always just like drill it into him of like, just so you know, we have this house because I taught you how to do this. <laughs> yes. We have a credit, you have a credit score that's worthy because I did it for you. You know, but it, it goes more than that, too. Like, my mother-in-law is the same thing. Like, she didn't have the upbringing, so obviously my husband didn't have that. But then me having the knowledge, I got a chance to sit with her, and, like, her credit scores climbed 150 points since we got a chance to do that. And it just it just takes, like, you know, calling, like, medical collections or some of those big things that members are just, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to deal with it. It's something that I can't pay, but really you can set up a payment plan or really you could look at doing a signature loan. It's like, can you afford this for the next four years cool this is going to benefit your credit report for you so it's doing a lot of that conversations like I did it with my mother-in-law but we've done it with members how many times where let's call these collectors with you let's figure out a payment plan let's get a payoff for them let's do a loan for you and let's just pay it off so that your like your weight is coming off your shoulders of this stress and then you can afford a car you can afford a house you can do whatever financial goals you have easier
2: that was always the best and I do it sometimes even in my role but if you don't know, like, who you're calling or you're scared to talk to that collection company, you know, sometimes we can't talk for you just per rules. But you can sit in our office and we'll, you know, help you through and make sure you have the right information to tell them. Are you like, asking the right questions? Yes. Like, when does this
1: come off my credit report? Yes. When do you send this to the credit bureaus? You know, do I have to pay the full 4000 Will you settle for 2000 Those things, they don't know to ask that.
2: Yes. Or that they're a possibility, right? so i mean our brand like we're really there to hold your hand through things and like we're there to be your partner even if it's not you coming in and opening an account or you know bringing in a bunch of money like come in and just we just want to sit with you and talk to you and help you get to that next step that was i don't know the branches are so important
0: but uh Parents bringing their kids in and having those conversations with you, how important is it to... Oh my
1: gosh, Steve, that's the question of the day. I love getting 15, 16 year olds and I love getting the younger kids. Um, I think that those are the conversations that are so important for us to be able to have. I mean, school sites are fantastic. Our school sense accounts, those are great. Those are teaching our younger kids how to just save, right? You know, they're not doing transactions. They don't get a checking account until they're 13, but you get those like, 13, 14, 15, 16-year-olds, that is prime time to help establish them to be successful later in their life. I always, as an MAR, I loved getting those ages. I loved when parents would come in too because I'm like, have you thought about their credit score yet? They're like, oh, no, they're too young. I'm like, no, they're not. I said develop their credit score young because when they're 18 and they want to buy a car or even 16 and they want to buy a car, mom or dad might not have to be co-signers on those when they turn 18, you know, I mean, I think of, you know, my parents, they, they helped set me up for success that when I was um, 20, I was able to buy a house because I had a credit score that was from when I was 15 because they got me a credit card. We did the quick cash. Just those little things build credit so much. You know, you have a quick cash out there. You have five years of payment history then. I was a young, dumb kid, and I used my quick cash. I used my credit card. I was dumb, but I had parents that were there to help you know, keep me in line a little bit. And that's kind of the, my story is what I tell a lot when I am working with those younger kids. But then it's like having other team members that maybe didn't have that financial stability tell their story. You know, they were 18, 19 and they had five, six grand in credit card debt. Help me not let you get to that point. You know, so I think having team members explaining their financial stories is really important as well. Because you can help kind of have the parents see, like, oh, this is the time to talk about this. I don't want to be their co-signer. I might not qualify to be their cosigner. So can I build it for them younger where I'm setting them up for financial stability later on in life? But those yeah, those kids, those are, those are the prime time to have those conversations. And I think like the younger kids, the five, six, seven, eight-year-olds that are in school. They just love doing deposits. They love seeing our financial education reps in the branches. They love seeing our team members. We have, you know, the treasure, the treasure chest for them to come and, like, get your prize after you've done, you know, four deposits and you've saved the money. And the parents are super grateful for it, too. I don't know, Alexis, have you have anything else for, like, the young kids.
3: I really did enjoy... Meeting with the 15 and 16 year olds, um, especially the ones where they just, they're just starting their new job, which that was the catalyst to why they would come in and open up their first checking account because they just got a new job. They need something for their direct deposit to go into. But um, I think something that our MAR's member account representatives are really good about doing is servicing the need that brought them in, but then asking those questions and servicing their other needs. So, like, if a fifteen year old will in to open a checking account, absolutely, we're going to get you that checking account. We're going to get you that debit card. We're going to get you that direct deposit form. What else do you need? Do you need an, another savings account? You know, all these other th- questions that that maybe they didn't think to ask because, you know, they're so they're they're pretty new to to their financial journey. So, you know, our our MARS are so good at at asking those questions and and providing that additional service for our members
1: when I think in our um leadership eyes we always have the the terms of like you're not transaction takers like you're not just order takers you are full service to them so if you become that order taker like you come in you get a checking you leave that's it we're not doing our job right we're not servicing and letting them know, like, here's the digital options, here's building your credit, here's what to look out for fraud. When you go and you go to an ATM, you give a little tug on that ATM, make sure there's not, you know, a scam on there or a scanner, and make sure there's not anything that looks weird, and having those educational pieces are so important, especially for the young ones, and I think even, too, a lot of time it benefits the parents when they hear those conversations as well.
2: I really like how you talked about sharing your story, because I think... When I think back to when I was on the front line and members coming in, there can kind of be that misconception of that, um, you know, we work at a financial, we're all perfect. We're we're not, you know, and the sometimes we're so good at our job because we made those exact same mistakes, you know, and so, yes. And so it's learn from me and like, don't be embarrassed to talk to me about it because like we've we get it we've been there right so that's a big a big thing when like leave that at the door you know come in and know that we've probably been there too like we're we're human but the other part of that is teaching kids about money i mean the branches are the perfect opportunity if you don't know how to do that or if you don't feel comfortable doing that because of maybe you know as a parent your financial situation but bring the kids into a branch open up that first savings account, you know, get them comfortable coming in and, like, watching those kids grow and building the relationship from when they're little, like, that, it's amazing because then they want to come in for that car, and they'll be like, oh, Nicole has always been nice. Maybe she'll, you know, explain this to me, so...
1: Well, and you have a lot of those like success stories too. I mean, I can think of one off the top of my head that I have this member. He came in all the time. We loved him. Like he'd come in, everybody would know him and be like, oh, there's our guy. And he brought his kids in once. And so I had this conversation. I was like, do you know how to figure out what 20% of your income is? And their kids are like, no. I was like, let me show you an easy way to do this. I said, this is the way that my parents taught me. You know, you figure out 20% of your paychecks, that goes into your savings account every single time you pay yourself first. And, you know, his dad was super gracious that we had that conversation. Four years later, he came in and he's like, Do you know that my son still does that because you told him that? And I'm just like, Oh my God. Oh, that's warmed. amazing. You know? And and now it's like you built that that kind of like basis for them of like always paying yourself first and making sure that you come first before your bills. You know, it it carried him longer in life. And then he came in for a vehicle loan. And I'm just like, man, it's so cool to see these full circle. You know, especially when you've been, you know, I've been with us for almost eight years. It's it's cool to see some of those generational hops now that you get.
0: My gut reaction about uh, parents bringing their kids in is that some parents might feel like they don't have the strong base to begin with. Mm -hmm. And then bringing your kids somewhere and being having that vulnerability of being like, I don't really know either. Mm -hmm. Can you speak on that of...
1: Yeah. So one of the things that we kind of teach our team members too is to making sure like, you know, if you're going to talk about a parent's financial in front of their kids, make sure it's okay with them. You know, make sure that it's like, you know, mom or dad, I'm not sure, you know, how you feel. Like, do you know about credit scores? Do you want to hear about these things? And I think there, there is a little bit of that like vulnerability for for parents, but I think sometimes they're just they're catching it based based off of the conversations we're having with our kids. You know, it depends on that age level. But you know, when you talk about like an eight or nine year old coming in with their parents, you talk about savings, and then maybe you look at your parents and be like, you know, does mom or dad save? You know, can you help? Like, how you know, how comfortable do you feel having that conversation with your kiddo of making sure that they're saving? You know, you can also sometimes see that members you know can can abuse a little bit of their kids' savings accounts too, and so those are kind of conversations that you try to have too of. You know, if this is a joint savings account, what what are we using this for? Or is this just the kiddo? You know, are we going to dip into this for anything? Is there something that we need to set aside for you and have your, you know, secondary savings set up so that vulnerability is, or vulnerability is just really making sure that our team members are understanding, like, what's the feel? And I think that's, again, why branches are so important. You can't necessarily do that over the phone. You can't do that over our OAO system. Like, you can't see how the how the parent is feeling and you know I could have a conversation with you know like oh we got to talk about you know your credit score and maybe it's a 15 year old and I could see mom or dad's eyes just like glossing over and it's like okay we need to educate both of you guys like and and one of those conversations the first thing we have is like do you know what's built in a credit score and you know the kid will be a like, no I'll be like mom or dad do you know what's built in a credit score do you know what makes up a credit report and sometimes they're like yeah and then you know I go into it and they're like oh that is not what I thought it was you know, and then we kind of have that conversation of 35% of your credit score is just built off of do you pay your payments on time? Do not miss a payment. That can drop you back 100 points if you miss one payment past 30 days. You know, And that's like one of those big things that if you don't tell them the examples, it's never going to click with them. You know, 35% is built up of that. 30% is based off of your availability. So then when we talk about building credit cards, you know, if you have a $1,000 credit card for easy math... Don't put more than $300 on it. If you know you need more than $300, we've got to do a higher limit. Otherwise, you're going to look like you're essentially maxing out your credit cards and you're going to be hurting your credit score, you know, and then having the good, you know, having a an installment loan, a credit card, a quick cash, all these things is good for your credit. And sometimes that's the stipulation of people thinking like, oh, if I've got 10 credit cards, that's bad. It's good. I mean, not doing it all at one time, spacing it out, but they don't know that unless we educate them.
0: Yeah. How often do you ask the the question about credit score, and they say, "Yes, of course, I listen to Money Donuts."
1: Never. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I no, set no, I set you up for a layup there to be like all the time, and you but you gave me the real answer. I did. Have Cooper, you met her. She's did you invite
1: really... her?
2: Did you invite her on this? Cooper did invite her. Yes, on this. <laughs> she's my she. We have that cool internal leadership program at Royal, and Nicole's my mentor. So I feel
0: bad for both of you.
2: You know the more you come in the more we get to know you like I knew that I had some members who it was hey John how's it going here's your money see you later yeah you know but then you have receipts no no is how you want your cash back. that's it or we had some members they don't want to have a conversation with us no problem but then you have the ones who if I you know am not like hey Joan how are you oh my gosh yes I know you're in last week but like what's changed you know we know like how you want to be treated, but also then how to service you because some are like, Hey, you gotta move that money out of there, like what's going on? And some people are like, Well, you know, let's tiptoe around like how to build that savings account and things. So
1: or if they come in and they normally are like, I'm taking forty dollars each week because I'm on social security and also the times you're taking a thousand dollars out. And it's like You're like, hey, what's going on? You know, like I know that you live at, you know, a nursing home or I know you live this and I know your background story so we can get to know our members to be able to service them of like, are you being scammed? And, you know, another thing that probably not a lot of people know is how many romance scams are out there that branches have to deal with, you know, and it's so hard to have to tell grown members, you know, people that are in their 40s and 50s of like the person you fell in love with is not a real person. It's a very hard conversation and it's one that sometimes when you get to know the members you have to be more frank. You have to be more of like this is not a real person. I know you have feelings. It's not a thing. You know, it's just that you can't sugarcoat it. You have to be the the hammer that comes down with it. And that's hard on some of our team members because they don't know that's not their personality to be able to be rough like that and then they need another team member to kind of help step in and have that conversation. And that's a good segue so
2: okay romance games we know that we zach talked about that a little bit on the podcast with us
0: go back Oh, uh, let's if you haven't listened to that episode go listen to our fraud episode all right go
2: plug good job um <laughs> got train of thought where was i um oh yeah fraud but so that so the branches can help with fraud but like when do I come in for that? Like, what can you actually do if something's going wrong if you're not the one that notices it based on, you know, a connectivity or whatever?
1: Yeah, do you say, like, members are noticing it and they come in?
2: Yeah, like, if I'm a member and I'm like, something went wrong, like, when do I come in and talk to you? Do I come talk to you? I don't know.
1: I mean, you can... So we do have kind of the mix of members. They either call member service or they do stop in or they'll do both. And sometimes it's making sure, like... You know, is your card shut off? Did you give out an account number? Did you give out a social security number? You know, what type of information did you give them? Because that's really then how we base, like, how do we help this member in the best way that we can? If you gave out out an account number, we're closing your accounts. We're opening up new ones for you to make sure that that didn't go anywhere. If you gave out your card number, we want to make sure did it actually get closed. Because, you know, I mean... Everybody makes mistakes. The member could be asking me something and it's like, oh yeah, I have to, I have to close your account out, but then you want me to do four more other things and I might forget to go back and do that. So it's double checking kind of everybody's work to make sure that it's done. And then also you have like, okay, you gave out your social security number. Let's call social security for you to make sure that, you know, if you have a social security set up as, as your income, did we update that account number with them too? You know, we don't want to just close out the accounts and be like, well, you've got to move everything by yourself we want to take as much ease off of those members as we possibly can. So then it's looking through, you know, the summary of their accounts. of Like what do you have that's reoccurring? What's tied to your check card? What's tied to your account number? What things do you know? Are you comfortable enough to call on? What things are you not comfortable enough to call on? And can we be that mediator for you too? So I think like I I would say the sooner the better. Um, There is regulations for debit cards. I think it's if you have to let us know within 30 days, of it and otherwise we can't help outside of that 30-day spectrum and I think credit cards are 90 days with Visa and I'd say those for sure like the sooner the better because a lot of times they do almost take that full 90 days of fraud. Yeah it's a
2: good plug for even if you're not like checking your account every day at least get in there like once a week or a couple times a week and make sure just you know those transactions
1: are yours fraud sometimes starts really small super little like a penny or two penny or like two cents or they have something that is just even zero dollars we've seen it because they want to see is this a real account did this card actually go through and now it is and now here's going to be five hundred dollars of a transaction yep so keep track
2: of that because then you can come in sooner we're going to actually be able to help you and because we hate being like no sorry we can't help past you know this many
1: days so and royal has such a great i'm um i didn't catch the fraud one and i'm sorry for the podcast but um I don't know if Zach did talk about it at all, but, you know, we have provisional credit that we can ha- have members. So, you know, while they're going through the fraud investigation, we can front them that cash. And then if at the end of the time they realize like, oh, this actually was them, you know, then they owed that money anyway. So then it'll come out. But at least it's, a, it's the provisional credit where it's like, ah, if this wasn't you, we want to try to get your money back to you as quick as we can, but we still have to go through the process of just knowing it's like kind of like a loan, but more of just that provisional credit for them.
3: So after a member comes in, if they were gone through like a scam or fraud situation and, and you know, the team member who's helping them does everything possible to get them situated in that moment, what is that relationship like moving forward to, to ensure that? that it can only go up, that that we ensure that those accounts stay safe, that this does not happen again?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, Alexis. I think that it really depends on kind of situational base, right? You know, we live in the gray area, but I think it depends on if that situation is something that might be ongoing, if it's something that we can try to drill into of like, where did this come from? But I think it's really that relationship is being built with that member and that team member of I've got you you know, I'm going to take care of you. I've got you. Let's figure this out. Um, Things that we try to teach our team members is like, put them on your relationship call log, you know, make sure you're checking in on them. Double check, like, you know, maybe you don't work tomorrow, but can you have another team member check in on it and just make sure like, did they get provisional credit yet? If they did, great. Call the member and let them know that of like, hey, you're still in progress. It looks like your provisional credit got deposited. It's It's essentially going back to the golden rule, like treat your, treat your members how you would want to be treated as a member. And I think like being in that communication piece, like that's the important part. If you are just being that order taker and you're like, all right, I filled out the, filled out the dispute process. I'm done. Hands are clean with it. We're not full servicing our members. We're not taking care of that, like trusted advisor relationship with them. So it's really diving into can we look at it every single day if they didn't get provisional credit within you know 3 to 5 business days are we calling electronic payments and are we saying hey where is this sitting at are we checking the system is it if it's with visa man that's just a that's a hard hard situation cuz visa has is so big that we can't always get those the our questions answered but we can sure try and then at least tell the members like hey i called visa they don't have an update yet hey did you get anything in the mail yet just creating that that trusting relationship with them of knowing like you are their person now
0: atmosphere in the branch and what would what would make the whole process easier for members like is there times let me start with let me start with that is there times when like come inside instead of go through the drive through if you see a huge line like this is what takes us extra long to Do so make sure that you're scheduling an appointment, stuff like that.
2: Can I withdraw a million dollars if I just walk in and say, Give me the cash? Probably not. Okay. No. No branches would be able to do that. that.
1: Yeah. So that's definitely um that's a great question too. So two two answers to those questions. One, if you want large cash, you should let our let your branches know that you want it in advance. A lot of the times, like we can pull together with branches of like, you know, a member wants twenty five thousand dollars. That's not usually something we just have sitting aside for a member to grab. We we kind of order cash like you order supplies for cleaning, right? Like if your cleaning supplies gets low, you need to order more cash. And you have an idea of how much you need to have. That's kind of what we have for, you know, our cash. Like I know for my branch, roughly what we go through in hundreds and fifties every single day. So if a member needs, you know, $25,000, I can look to see, do I have enough to cover until we get our next shipment in? If I don't, can I reach out to Chippewa Falls downtown. Can they lend me some? Are they sitting in a different area? Or do we let the member know like, hey, do you need it right now? Oh, you don't need it till next week? Cool, we're going to order it for you and then we'll call you when we get it. You know, and it's also being very careful of not letting our members know when we get our delivery, not letting them know, you know, how much we have on hand. So there's definitely risk involved in that too. But members don't necessarily know that we just don't have an influx of cash for them to just take out a million dollars if they want. You know, and if somebody's asking for, like, $60,000, we're kind of like, why? Why? (laughs) Like, what do you need this for? Oh, you're just bringing it to another financial? Cool, can we give you an official check? Like, that's so much safer for our members. You know, we've had it where, you know, little old ladies come in and they're like, I'm going to withdraw $50,000. We're like, can I escort you to where you're bringing this? Like, it just makes us so nervous and anxious for them. And that's that relationship that we built is, like, if we know you, I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. I'm going to figure it out. And if it's something that's weird, another thing could be fraud. Like, could be that somebody's pretending to be their, you know, grandson. We had a great story of um, two members came in and they were very hush-hush and they wouldn't tell us why they wanted this cash. And they were super like, no, we can't tell you about it. And then they're like, well, actually our grandson is in jail. And then their team member actually knew their grandson and FaceTimed him with them and was like, your grandson's teaching right now. That's, that's not a, he's not in jail. So it was just like one of those things that like the grandparents, they were so thankful that we had further conversations, but it wasn't an easy like, hey, what do you need this money for? They're like, oh, it just, it's nothing. It's like, okay, hey, what, what, do, you, what do you need this money for? Like, you're almost becoming an investigator. You're almost pushing them to the point that you're going to upset them, but you're upsetting them for the right way on that like we're not
2: asking those questions because we're nosy we're (laughs) which is you know and and it feels weird right finances are a weird thing to talk about but we're not asking those questions because we're nosy like we we do it for your protection and your safety so yeah you don't kind of keep that in mind like we're asking questions we're trying to protect you yeah
1: we're protecting you yeah like that's all that's our goal is again like full servicing Mm -hmm. for that member being you know servant leaders servant team members to our members that's why
0: what can uh, members do to make, like, the process easier coming into the office, making appointments?
1: So making appointments is super easy, um, I think, for members to be able to make sure. I think there's there's always times, though, that we just never know what's going to come in. You know, a member could have a 10 a.m. appointment. probably the best appointments that you can have because we have looked at it that morning. We're like, all right, we got two 10 a.m.s. You, you know, Cooper, you're taking this one. Alexis, you're taking this one. We've got it. Anything after that is, like yeah hopefully we can get you in at 11 o'clock like you made an 11 o'clock appointment we're going to try our best but that 10 o'clock appointment could go till 11 15 you know can we move things around a little bit so appointments are really nice to help kind of structure our day and know what we can have for walk-ins um but if a member comes in through the drive-through and they've got like 17 different transactions that they're doing drive-throughs are meant to be quick service right you know members want to go through they want to get their stuff then they want to go coin also really can't go through drive-through tubes i mean we really upset our maintenance guys when we have to call them and they're like getting not stuck in even here. a roll of quarters i mean so we can do like one roll of quarters that's like max but like if you're coming in and you want like 30 rolls of quarters i really don't want to send the tube out three times for you just come inside at that bar. just come inside or if you have a deal drawer like i mean our branch is very different we don't have a deal drawer deal drawers can work for it too um so what are I,
0: deal drawers for people who don't know
1: they are like drive-through windows essentially so it's where I can set money in here and it's just going to get pushed right out to you right there not necessarily the tubes or the canisters yeah
3: works really handy for businesses who stop by the branch for change orders and they have the big money bags
1: Mm -hmm. yeah super easy just set them in the drawer and send it out yeah or um I mean we have a couple of business members that try to shove their bags in our tubes and definitely have gotten stuck in the top tube because like the tube goes you know from drive through up and over into there and there's a there's a spot that goes horizontal and I've also had it
3: where there were so many envelopes folded and packed into a tube that when you open it they just pop out
1: <laughs> yeah and you're like oh hopefully we didn't miss anything yeah, in there yeah. but you know anything that like prepaid visas you should come inside for those because those do take a little bit for us to get
3: appointments are great but I don't I don't want a member to keep their lack of appointment to stop them from coming in. Like if something happens, because sometimes, you know, with your accounts or anything, some things happen unexpectedly. You can't plan on your account going negative. You can't plan on money missing from your account because someone, you know, took it from you. So those things that are unexpected and truly in the moment, like don't let your lack of appointment stop you from coming in. We want to help you. We want to we want to meet with you. We want to discuss those things with you and, and help you out with that. One thing that I did want to highlight about our branches. You just say what you want to say, girlfriend. Just <laughs> put this in wherever it fits. <laughs> um, yeah, one thing I did want to say about our branches is that We have one member account representative role, and they are the ones who are sitting down in offices, helping with fraud, helping you set up your checking account, helping you, you know, open or apply for a loan. Those are the same team members that are working the teller line, and they alternate between the two, um, you know, throughout the week. So. It's, I think that that's also very valuable for the relationship building with members because if you come in one day and then, you know, you sit with Keo and she helps you apply for a loan, she gets you, you know, your check to bring to the dealership and then a couple weeks later you come in just to deposit some cash that you have, you, you could, Keo could be the one to help you again at the teller line and that's just another opportunity that, that our
1: members have to build those relationships with the, with the account representatives. Yeah, it's kind of like that universal banker role, right? Like that's not what we call it because we call it our member account representatives, but it really is full circle. You know, a lot of members, I think, get um, they get kind of like misguided of like if you're sitting at the receptionist desk that you don't have enough information to be able to help them, but really you do. I mean, I talk about from a branch manager perspective, I sit at the reception desk probably like once a week just, you know, filling in if somebody's got a training or if they've got, you know, we have sick calls branch leaders are working leaders you know we are expected to be on the line as often as we are needed and so sometimes it's like as soon as they see the name tape they're like oh you can help me and and I think that's the same thing for the teller line like they'll think that you know tellers don't have as much information there might be some that are a little bit newer and don't know but there might be some that are veteran team members that have been there for you know five ten fifteen years I've got you know there's team member triple falls on 10 that's been here for like 40 years you know like there's there's things that Everybody can help you, and if they can't help you, they will find the right person to help you. I think that's a great segment for members to know is that it's the same person, really, on the teller line and the new account side.
2: Now we'll figure out if she actually listens to the podcast. if you're watching
1: this, I love you. (laughs) I love that.
0: I love that we do special shout-outs in the video to other team members. I know.
1: I do, too. Oh, you know, one thing I had it in my notes because I try to be prepared. I'm not usually, but did I prepare it right before I came here? You bet. Um, I was really impressed you brought notes. Hey, I am an organized procrastinator is the way that I've defined it, where I know what I need to get done when I need to get it done. It's just going to be the absolute last minute to do it. There we go. I love it. I don't ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think another thing is super important to talk about with members is like estate planning. You know, that's one thing that when members come in, it's super hard for us to work through. But, like, do you know what the difference between a power of attorney and a, and a payable on death is? Do you know that power of attorneys, they cease upon death? So, when you pass away, that power of attorney role does nothing for you. So, if you want somebody to be able to transact on your account after you pass away, it's a whole different ballgame. You know, and our financial advisors can actually do a lot, like our investment and insurance team, they can actually kind of help with estate planning too. Um, But it's one of the things that we try to train our team members is, if you see accounts, even if they've got, you know, $200 balance, do they have beneficiaries on their account? Because if not, the probate process is a beast. You know, I don't think a lot of team members know truly what goes into probate, so then for sure our members don't know what goes through probate.
2: What, like... When When do you do that? Like what age? When? as soon as
1: you become on your own, yeah like before, as soon as you become 18 years old and you no longer are dependent to your parents, your money is no longer safe if you pass away. It all goes through probate unless you have beneficiaries on your accounts. Wow, that's good to know.
0: Now, I'm trying to think if I have beneficiaries on my accounts.
1: And a big thing too that always gets missed is like your home. You know, we don't do a lot of, like, house, anything with home loans. But if you don't have something set up through, like, the deeds, um, like the Court of Deeds or whatever it is, register, register, register deeds, mm-hmm. if you don't have, um, like, a interest, don't quote me on what the name is, but it's, like, an interest of the property. So if you pass away, then somebody else can claim the property as their own before it goes into probate. Because if it goes into probate, you have to sell your house or include it as an asset. And if you don't have a will set up, then it can go very very wrong very quickly did you know our branches knew
2: anything about any of that
0: no now i'm scared
2: okay yeah
1: that's that's another really (laughs) great thing for our members to know is like (laughs) you know you always want to plan for the unplannable right like you never want to talk about like oh i don't have to worry about this till i'm you know 30 40 have kids and it's like you know when somebody passes away you're already going through so much grief as a family member as a parent or as a you know a uh a a daughter a sibling anything and that just makes it so much harder if the person who passed away didn't have things set up correctly because they might have wanted to leave you all that money but really all that money has to go through probate and if they were on medicaid or medicare they have to pay that back before any of their money goes to any of their heirs you know, so it's just, it's a lot of things to take on. So we try to make sure that we're doing our due diligence because if you have a, a beneficiary set up on your account that does not have to go through probate whatsoever, we can just cut checks right to those beneficiaries as long as we have all their information. And that's what is super important when we set those up that we get phone numbers, addresses, you know, their social security is not required, but it's helpful for us to be able to track down who those people are. If you have a question about your beneficiaries, like, stop in and talk to one of our branch team members like yeah what they're there for and even if you are a single person don't have kids not married like you still should have beneficiaries on your account cuz somebody's going to have to take care of it somewhere even if it's like a friend you get you don't have to be related to your beneficiaries but you ha- you should for sure have beneficiaries and if you don't have a will you need a will <laughs> talk to our financial our financial advisors can help set that up too
0: are you serious mm mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like, our investment and insurance team, they can do a lot of, like, helping with estate planning. And I think, like, that's one of those resources that we just don't necessarily always know. But our investment and insurance teams, they have such a wide variety that we in the branches use all the time, and we refer to them. Um, Like, life insurance, you know, I think that's something that always kind of gets missed, too. Like, you know, Royal Credit Union team members, we have life insurance. We can, you know, opt into more. But, like, how much do you really need for life insurance? Our financial advisors can be able to tell you that based off of what your income is, what your spouse's income is, what your kids' ages are, what things you're planning for in life. So like a financial review is like full circle of like branch area, investment and insurance area, mortgage services, businesses, like all of that ties into one. And that's why branches are so important is because we are like the middle person to get you to all of these areas.
3: Yeah, I think all of those are such great examples of how royal is the financial partner yeah. for our members. You know, like we we like to think ahead. We like to help you build that strong financial foundation. So that is, you know, helping you get that estate set up before you may, may even think you need it. Helping your 15-year-old, you know, kid help help them build their credit ahead of when they're going to need it, when they're going to be applying for those loans.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you guys all know Heather Gubrood, but she was my first branch manager that I ever worked for. And she always has this saying of, if I get hit by a bus, you need to know this. And I've taken that and I've ran with that. I'm copywriting Heather on this one, but I, I we say it all the time. It's like, what happens if I die tomorrow? What happens if I, you know, I'm not here tomorrow? Who who needs to know this information, not only like on my business career side, but like my family side too. Like, does my husband know the bills that I pay? Do my, do my parents know where things are? Do we have these things set aside? And that's a lot of the conversations that we have with our members when we talk about, you know, beneficiaries, power of attorneys, what do you want? Like, what happens if you have a stroke? Like, there's people that, you know, are 30 years old and have strokes, like, and they don't have anything set up. And then it's hard because we can't legally do anything to help if they don't have anything set up in that for them. So we have a lot of those tough conversations with them that helps us to be able to set up our 15-, 16-, 17-year-old members for success later on in life by doing full circle for financial reviews for them.
0: Stand by for a part two. Thanks for joining <laughs> us today and Absolutely. taking your time to do that. Yeah. This Cooper. This is so
2: good. Stephen.
0: Steve. If people like Money Donuts, what should they do?
2: I don't know. I haven't said this for a while. Just kidding. If you liked Money Donuts, <laughs> we have a podcast where people can listen. Are you uh,
0: breaking stuff Well, you're... The, <laughs> the, the, my, for the can record. you ask
2: me? I know. Can you ask me the question again? I'm, I'm.
0: If people like Money Donuts, what should they do?
2: They should subscribe on any platform that they choose to listen to or on YouTube if they want to watch it and they should share with their friends and leave us a review that says how great you are. Yeah. Thanks Nicole.
0: Let's put a let's put a plug in uh in your review. You should say which host of Money Donuts you prefer.
2: Well, is it now you me James or Alexis? Eh,
0: you can pick a guest too like I really like this guest. I basically just want to. I'm pretty sure promote. I'm just going
2: to get the number one. It's fine, totally.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, like, do you have a chance people,
0: now? I want people to vote. Oh, maybe.
1: I think if you get voted, then next year you're in the dunk tank.
0: <laughs> Ooh, it's a good
2: Rock the Riverfront plug. Ooh, yeah, Rock the Riverfront coming up. I'm the race chair, so um, June 24th. Register. So sign up. Sign register. Up, register. rcu.org/slash/race. Or just bring the family down for food trucks and games and fun stuff like that. And face painting. And face painting. Vote for your charity. Vote for your charity. So Rock the Riverfront coming up. Like the podcast, subscribe wherever you listen. Come into the branches. Come to the branches. Say hi.
0: Download the app. Listen to Money Donuts. Yep, Nichols in
2: Chippewa Falls. So vote for Steve. Want to see her? Go, go see her. (laughs) Come see me in Chippewa. This was the most chaotic ending ever.
3: (laughs) It just keeps going. It's like the Midwestern goodbye. It never ends. All
1: right. See you later. Goodbye. Okay. okay. Yep. Should oh,
2: well, an hour. Okay. Yeah. Don't hit a deer. Tell tell the your kids if you're good. Okay. Bye. Oh, just excuse me. We'll hop oh, out of here I right now. I don't. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>